0: Love Talk Radio
1: Welcome to the Girlfriend Network where women stay connected with your host
2: Nicole and Karishma right here on the Love Zone USA Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to the Girlfriend Network right here on the Love Zone USA. It is me, Karishma, and the fabulous Nicole on the line. Nicole, how are you? I've missed you.
1: Hi, Karish. Yes, welcome back. How you doing? I
2: am good, you know, because I've been busy um, in this new year, but it's been absolutely Wonderful. So I am very grateful. Um, so I mean, number one, I think that we just need to say I'm, I'm so grateful for today. I absolutely love Martin Luther King Jr. Day and um, definitely we at the Girlfriend Network absolutely love Martin Luther King Jr. and everything that he's done because it has affected our lives, impacted my life um, for sure because today would not be I wouldn't be living the life I am today without all the great things that he did for us. So, um, and his sacrifice. So yay. Um, yeah. And I, I, I love it because I, you know, you see all the posts and, and you see the things and how he's just affected so many people and it's just been really great. And, um, yeah, so I'm just, I'm happy and I'm grateful that we're on air today to be able to kind of make that declaration. But also listeners today, we have a very, um, Important topic. We are going to have our special guest, uh, Dr. Turpo, come on the line, and we are going to be talking about why people stay in abusive relationships. Which is um, something that you know we've discussed around before um, here on the Girlfriend Network, but it's something that is uh, very special and very serious. So we're excited um, to kind of discuss all the different aspects of that. And if you have anything you want to say, make sure you message us, um, tweet at us, uh, give us a call in. Nicole, you want to give, a, give that number? Yes. About because you know it so well.
1: Yes, absolutely. 347-539-5729. And yes, Karish, today is an extension of last week's show, which is kind of like a part one, part two, because last week we were talking about um, the R. Kelly documentary and the implications of, you know, that documentary and how it impacted the ladies who Mm -hmm. spoke out, you know, Mm -hmm. on the documentary and what that would mean going forward for R. Kelly, for those women, I even was like, should R. Kelly even be blamed for his actions since he too was molested? So these are all the things that, you know, we want to discuss with Dr. Toupee and, um, you know, find out, like, the psychological impact of it all. And um, I'm really curious because I've heard rumors within social media that they are now reinvestigating him and reopened the case, and, you know, it could be charges coming. And then I heard he's still running like a concubine, and, oh, my goodness, it's just a lot. <laughs> so.
2: it it is you know, I mean my whole thing, as um the r Kelly you know documentary and and things came to light is that it was all you know information we knew um in the sense like I'm so happy that these women have been able to speak out and get their voice heard, but I felt that with you know r Kelly like from the time with him and Aaliyah like everyone knew that these girls are underage, and I was so shocked when you know he did not go uh, to prison for the video um, yes. with the underage girl. And, you know, it, it, it's just – it's kind of sad because I think it was, like, also just a part of our culture at the time where it's, it was yes. easy to get away with things. And now, you know, thanks to all the new movements and people actually being able to come up and seek justice, it, women are actually feeling empowered to come and tell their story because, hey, right. finally I'm gonna, there's going to be some action where all these poor girls before – nothing was happening they would come out and say things and you know i, I was like disgust, like it was disturbing i could not binge watch it i don't know how people binge watched it because i was like watching it and i was just yelling at the screen the whole time and, and, and even like his crew that he was around with where they're like oh yeah we're gonna go to the mall to pick up girls or we're gonna park outside this high school and you know the scary thing is r kelly r kelly never hit it in his songs he wasn't trying to be some, you know, holier-than-thou person that was doing something perverse behind the scenes. He was very out, out in the open with it, you know what I mean? He, and it was disguised yeah. as hip, and it was coming out, and people were rocking to it, and they were like, oh, okay, you know, I won't take this too seriously, or oh, I know this, but okay, I'd, I'd still rather listen to this, or, you know, whatever it was. And, and I, I yeah. look at that, and it's like, I'm, I'm really happy because I mean, how, how old is R. Kelly now? He's like, he's it's been it's been he's been doing he's been around for a really long time. He's like, I think, yes. I mean, how, he's been in the business for a long, long time. Yes, and so it's good that finally, you know, I mean, he might still think because that video, that viral video, came out where he was celebrating his birthday, where like he's still untouchable. But I, I think that that will come to an end. I, I have full faith that, you know, he will have to pay for what he did. Um, I, mean, I, so.
1: I mean, looking at the documentary, I mean, when R. Kelly first came out, I was, what, I was in high school, and huge fan of Aliyah, you know, when she first came out. I remember her first CD, and all that, and everybody loved her vibe. When wanted to dress like her, with the tomboyish look, and the baggy pants, and the showing of the Calvin Klein band of the underwear and the bandana, so
3: you know, and Aaliyah
1: went on to um, do great things and have a great career, but, you know, when I'm watching this documentary, I was like, damn, you know, I was really disappointed in myself, because I remember the, you know, whole marriage, and I remember Mm -hmm. the him urinating, and even Mm -hmm. me, in my mind, I kind of dismissed it, and then, you know, they talked about how He went to court for, like, 21 charges of pornography, child pornography. And I'm sitting there, like, at myself, like, how the hell did we miss that? How the hell Mm -hmm. did we as society or these jurors even allow this man to get away with all this BS? I mean, 21, like, charges? That's a lot. That's like finding 21 different things, you know, whatever they found, Mm -hmm. computer or whatever, saying there's 21 instances of, this crap right here, and he yes. was allowed to get away with this, and I, and me too. Back in those days, I too dismissed it. I was like, oh well, him and Aaliyah the marriage. Eh, you know, yeah, she's younger, but so what? You know, he might have really been digging her, and vice versa, and stuff happened. No big deal. Him mm-hmm. urinating on this young girl, even though I found it was disgusting. I never seen the video, never wanted to. But everything that was circulating, I was like, well, maybe that's what she was into. Like, I just don't know. You know what I mean? So now fast-forwarding, I'm sitting here, I'm watching these women, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, shame on you, Nacon. You know what I mean? For Mm -hmm. me dismissing this or me not taking this more seriously. So I think it shocked a lot of people because, like you said, Karish, we all knew. You know, mm-hmm. like he was a weirdo and doing some vile stuff, but to this extent, you know, where he was holding his wife prisoner and other women prisoners in his home and mm-hmm. controlling everything from so when they went to the bathroom and when they had, you know, their meals. Unbelievable. Yeah. So that's, too, what I want to discuss with Dr. Turpeau. Even though I understand these women were young, well, not his wife how in the world do we allow ourselves to be manipulated like that? Because these women mm-hmm. had to be sitting there like something's wrong. So, mm-hmm. I just don't understand how that was allowed to continue, you know what I mean?
2: I know. I I completely agree. I it's a it's a lot to ju- digest. So, we're going to go into our first song, which is Runaway Love, which I'm sure as You know, we all want to run away from R. Kelly. Um, This is by Mary J. Blige featuring Ludacris. And when we come back, we are going to discuss uh, more about why do people stay in abusive relationships and discuss documentary and everything like that right here on the Girlfriend Network.
3: Yeah, and it goes a little something like this. Nine years old, She's trying to figure out why the world is so cold. Why she's all alone and they never met her family. Mama's always gone and she never met her daddy. Part of her is missing and nobody will listen. Mama's on drugs, sitting high up in the kitchen. bringing home in the different hours of the night. Starting with some laughs, usually ending in a fight. Sneaking in a room when her mama's knocked out. Trying to have his way, and little Lisa says, Out. She tries to resist, but then all he does is beat her. Tries to tell her mom, but her mama don't believe her. Lisa stuck up in the world on her own. Forced to think that hell is a place called home. Nothing else to do but get some clothes and pack. She says she's about to run away and never come back. Trying to figure Why the world is so cold Why she's not pretty And nobody seems to like her Alcoholic stepdad Always want to strike her Yells and abuses Leaves her with some bruises She just asks questions She's making up excuses Bleeding on the inside Crying on the eyes It's only one girl Really knows what she's about Her name is Little Stacy And they become friends Promise that they'll always Be tight till the end Until one day Little Stacy gets shot A drive-by bullet Went straight up on a block Now Nicole's stuck up in the world on her own, forced to think that hell is a place called home. Nothing else to do but get her clothes and pack. She says she's about to run away and never come back. Years old, she said he's trying to figure why the world is so cold. So she pop X to get rid of all the pain. Plus she's having sex with a boy who's 16. Emotions run deep and she thinks she's in love. So there's no protection, he's using no glove. Never thinking about the consequences of her actions. Living for today and not tomorrow satisfaction. The days go by and her belly gets big. The father bails out, he ain't ready for a kid. Knowing her mama will blow it all out of proportion. Plus she lives poor, so no money for abortion. Erica is stuck up in the world on her own. Forced to think that hell is a place called home. Nothing else to do but get her clothes and pack. She says she's about to run away and never come back.
4: What's up, y'all? This is Charlie Wilson, and you're listening to The Love Zone USA, where you can listen to your heart, and we live and and learn. learn.
1: Welcome back to the Girlfriend Network, where it's me, Nate Cohn, and my beautiful co-host, Karishma. We're back on another Monday night talking about the R. Kelly documentary, and hopefully we're going to be joined by Dr. Turpo soon. If you want to call in and talk to us, please call us at 347-539-5729. And don't forget, listeners, we also have an IG page, so you can find us at the underscore girlfriend underscore network. So, Karish, so here we are. We're back. We're talking about Mm -hmm. R. Kelly, and there's a lot of things going on. We have R. Kelly. We have the Me Too movement. Um, you know, a lot of things from Hollywood is starting to surface where the casting couch has been going on for a long time. And now you're finding out a lot of relevant and A-list actresses have been violated. So, um, Mm -hmm. my thing is, how do we break this cycle? How do we, how do we say stop? Like, what do we do as women? Because, I don't talk about it, but even I, too, um, was in a situation where I had an employer that assaulted Mm -hmm. me, and he used to always uh, try to solicit me and basically say to me, look, if um, you let me do this, I'll put you in your own apartment. I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you if you let me play with you. And he was definitely a figure of authority. He was Mm well-respected in my community. He was involved in politics. I was very, very young. I was like maybe 22 years old. So I definitely was in a situation, it was my first real job. Who am I going to talk to? And who is going to believe me that this man (laughs) is saying these things to me or pressing himself up on me in his office? You know what I mean? So... Um, my thing is, like, what do we do without being ashamed or feeling guilty or that we asked for it, we did it, um, it's the way we dress, it's the way we walk, it's the way we carry ourselves, like, I'm just like, where does it stop? And then with the our Kelly thing, that's like a whole different level to me of disgusting. Like, um, I'm so angry too that we as society, we ignore that. We allow that right. to happen. We excused it. Like, because he's talented and he sings and he makes hit records, that can't happen. That's not true. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, um, mm-hmm. it's really sad. And I think it's oh. also a wake up call.
2: No, definitely. And, and like you said, Nicole, I think that. <coughs> I think that it's happening. I think that the the whole thing was about women speaking up. And I think that we had, you know, as women, it's like you get shamed and it's like, oh, just be quiet or, oh, it doesn't matter. Your voice doesn't matter. Your opinion doesn't matter. And I think all of us things, I really think it's thanks to all the women that have continued to speak up because, you know, I'm the first woman who spoke up I'm sure didn't get listened to, got, you know, got thrown to the side and it's like everyone collectively coming together and just telling their story and giving that courage mm-hmm. to other women who've been through the same thing because a lot of it it's, you know, you're going through fear, you're going through all this emotions, you're going through you start blaming yourself. You don't know what's happening and it's a lot to process and with specifically what really hurt me in the art, you know, in the R. Kelly story is like you're you know, I think that especially in today's society, we kind of like, you know, with social media and how it is, kids are growing up really fast, a lot faster than they should. And, I mean, I look back Absolutely. at when I was 16, and when I was 16, I probably thought, like, "Oh, I'm an adult. I should be able to do whatever I want. I'm 16. I know everything. But when I look back, I'm like, I, I was maybe at 16. I, I was a baby at 21. You know, that, you're yes. you're a child. You're still not – you don't know everything. And, yeah. you know, imagine seeing somebody like – R. Kelly, and you know you have this dream of becoming, you know, a musician. You you have the talent in you, and he's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll make your dreams come true. And the the thing was that R. R. Kelly was a is a big was a big deal, you know. And I'm probably still in the sense that he was successful, he had it all going on. People wanted to, you know, date him. They 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 saw this image of like this superstar who is giving them attention, who's giving them a chance to, you know, says he's going to give them a chance to make their career, you know? Yes,
5: yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: like, Aaliyah is, is such, is, we such a talented artist. I mean, if she was here today, people are saying, like, that's what Beyonce, you know what I mean? She would have been Beyonce level, Absolutely. if not bigger. she would have been a you know, mega she, star. Yes. Exactly, she would have been a superstar. But it, it comes with a lot of, you know, these dreams that people have because it's, you know, there's sometimes where you have a typical image of what a, a predator, you know, quote unquote, would be. And it, it's nice. like, oh, some skeevy person, and they're, they're giving you, like, th- those vibes that you don't trust them. But this is someone who, who is disguising it in the perfect way because he's a superstar and he is over here on tour doing everything he wants. He's coming out with hit after hit after hit. And if he's telling you, you know, hey, I'm, I can make your dreams come true, I think you're talented, and I'm going to give you that shot, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, R. Kelly is noticing me. Or, you know, sometimes right. and, you're, and you're young and he was just manipulating them, he was doing the exact, like, basically like Predator 101 is what he was doing, right. and he was manipulating these young girls. And taking advantage of them, and it's just—it's so sad and scary. And I think that—that's what we don't realize because it—it doesn't matter about anything else, you know. They're—they're they're kids, and—and and really, it's oh gosh, the whole thing is sickening. But and you get manipulated to a point yeah. where you don't—you don't know what's going on. And he no, really has I mean, them, had them convinced where they won't even know. You won't even understand if
1: this is abuse or not. You don't, you know. No, you, don't. It, you know, me and my friends, we talk about it all the time. Like, when I was 16 years old, uh, you know, the pressures in my world was different. I was trying to figure out how I could wear lip gloss in high school and, you know, come home and, and remember to take it off before I came home, because my mother didn't play those games. So, you know, I wasn't faced with all these challenges. We didn't have social media, you know, like... We didn't even have cell phones back in my day. Like, I was talking to my boyfriend, if not in my house, from a freaking payphone. Or we had beepers. A lot of people don't even know what the heck a beeper was. But, you know, like the first cell phone, you know, Mm -hmm. I I laughed because it used to be cell phones that people would have in their cars. And I remember if you had, like, this cell phone in your car that looked like a brick, It was like, ooh, that family has money. And I remember, you know, the parents would say, this phone is is only for an emergency because it's expensive as hell to make a call from your car on a cell phone. So I'm just saying, like, when I was in high school, my peer pressure was different. You know, it wasn't Mm -hmm. the peer pressure that these kids are facing today and wanting to be popular on social media, and how many likes are you getting, and how many follows do you have, and being relevant, and uh, being a fashionista, and, you know, weave down on my back. You know, basically, when I was back at that age, we were just being kids. So, um, Mm -hmm. with that being said, let me bring on our friend to the show, Casey. Casey also has two daughters, one in high school and one in her second year of college. So the other thing we were talking about too, Karish, is as parents, how do you even allow this to happen? How do you walk your children into a predator's hands, but then totally like turn your back on what's going on? Where is the supervision? Because I'm this type of mom, okay, you want to work with my child? Well, I need to be in the studio with him and her and whoever the hell else. If she's traveling, I need to be there. Like, you know, it definitely would be that helicopter mom in certain cases. So, um, Casey, I know you've been listening since the top of the show. We always like to bring you in to get your opinion <laughs> on our topics. So you know this is part two. You were here with us last week talking about our Kelly. So why don't you just um, – Expond of how what we're talking about you being a dad and you having two daughters. Like I know Casey, he's a boxer, so I know Casey would have been boxing everybody in that damn room or studio because mm-hmm. there's no way that that's going down. So hi Casey, hi, hi Charisma oh, and Nicole Cone,
4: Charisma okay. and Nicole, <laughs> I want to thank you guys for having me back. I really appreciate it. And and Charisma, and I uh, I missed you last week or we missed you last week. <laughs> so welcome back
2: Yeah, yeah I know um, you too I'm Glad to have you
4: here, yeah. Casey Thank you You know what, I'll be real quick um, You know, what? you guys were saying all all the really right things You know, uh, uh, I'll make a pass You guys were touching on all the hot points And I think one of the I think the way that we can kind of probably look at it now Is that, you know, when R. Kelly When he started out with public announcement in nine 19- when they when they made their breakthrough in nineteen ninety one I think he stayed with public announcement for about like well maybe like two years before he went solo, so mm-hmm. you know like you know like back then in that time, you know and let me see ninety one I was probably about like maybe like twenty one years old, but maybe like a little bit before that you know we have like all these like you know crew and you know uh, a, a lot of groups, but you but as like mid teenagers or uh, late teenagers, we you know we used to watch those videos on MTV and uh, I mean Yo MTV Raps and and and, man, and we saw like those hip hop videos and the girls dancing and you know guys driving cars and, and, it, and it's just like we wanted that. Young girls at that time, girls and guys, all of us are immature. They wanted that. They probably didn't know what what came with it or they probably didn't want to like like they they probably didn't want to be violated or or understand what they can possibly get themselves into in, in trouble but it's just like there was just a, like a lot of that that we saw on television that we just wanted that and i think the way just to kind of like fast forward a little bit um on Nicole and correction both of you guys touched uh, um, touched on is basic as far as like, you know, with social media, but more so, more so the internet and cell phones. You know, <laughs> be- becoming popular like in like well, it 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 kind of brought it out in 1996, but like 1998, I mean, a lot of people were starting to walk around with cell phones and 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 the internet went from like dial up to like broadband. So now we can go on the internet and now like look at images and videos and. You know, just like now news is coming to us fast. So you guys hit it on the right point. And so I think the way we look at it now is that, you know, I'm a 49-year-old, like, looking at this now versus where I was uh, 21 or or younger looking at it. You know what? Look at it totally different. And you're right, Nicole, like, even me as a father with, you know, with with two daughters, 19 and 17, like, you know, like, I started watching the R. Kelly I couldn't even finish it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I was like, well, this is yeah. way too much for me. Yeah. But yeah, you guys are I mean, you guys are you guys were on point. Yeah, so the the
1: other thing that I'm saying too, Casey, is like, um how do we break this cycle? What do we do going forward? Because, and they say even this in African-American homes, this stuff goes on every day and it goes on so much. And people are being violated by their uncles and, you know, friends of the family. So um, I'm like, how does it end? And um, we were hoping that Dr. Terpo was coming on, but I don't know if he's going to be on or not. But One of the things that I wanted to discuss with Dr. Turpo is if, you know, you are sexually abused, molested, assaulted, and you turn around and you do this to other people like R. Kelly, do you get a pass? You know, are you excused from this behavior? You know, should you be abolished for this? Or, you know, and like um, there's been some controversy, I don't know if you heard, by Erica Badu you know, kind of said to a crowd at the concert, hey, you know, if he victimizes someone and the victim turns around and does the same thing, you know, do we demonize mm-hmm. that person? You know what I mean? Shouldn't they get a pass? Yeah. which is kind of like what I'm saying with R. Kelly. Like, um, and I'm just looking at his family dynamic dynamics. If you watch the show, like, one brother is in jail. Like, um, the sister, was not on the documentary, um, but, and the the other brother, they just all seem sketchy. It just seems like whatever the heck is going on and they're saying they were all abused. And did I hear it was the sister? I don't know. Whoever abused them, like they all probably need psychological help, counseling. And I'm sure the mother too. Um, I I don't know. It's just a lot. It was a lot going on. Um, it goes back to many, many years, and I'm sure, like, the brothers, this whole family has been affected. And um, definitely R. Kelly was affected where he doesn't know right from wrong, and if he does know, in some instances, there was a part where he said to someone, like, I'm videotaping these girls. I know it's mm-hmm. wrong, but I can't stop myself. Like, he knew, like, I, I need help, I can't stop myself, I'm going to get caught, like, what the heck? So, it's just so much, and it's so sad, because then, too, his staff, like, all these people knew what was going on, but nobody said anything, you know, everybody, I guess, in their heads, you know, they, they saw what they wanted to see, or didn't want to see, but that almighty dollar, at the end of the day... Mm-hmm is what dictated everyone's emotions, feelings, and actions, which is really sad. Like, people put so much on uh, monetary, you know, value than just um, the human factor. Like, you knew this crap was wrong, but because he paid you or maybe paid your mommy or your family, you, you know, you just didn't say anything. So that's why I'm just like, we as a people we really have to wake up and i said at the top of the show i'm disappointed in myself because i'm one of those who liked r kelly i wasn't crazy about r kelly but i definitely liked his music and even like a few years ago i'm still dancing to his music and line dancing and all that and until i saw this video or this documentary i was like jesus christ like, is something wrong with me, too, because I dismissed all these allegations and stuff that was being said. Like, I didn't care, guys, and you know why I didn't care? Because it didn't affect me. It didn't affect me and mine, and I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. You just don't know, but I'm going to continue to listen to his music, and, <laughs> but, you know, so, I'm just like, um... I just feel like, too, I played a part in it and I was ignorant to what's going
2: on
4: and it's just sad.
2: Nicole, come on, man. We're going to come right back. We're going to go into our next song, which is Love the Way You Lie by Eminem and featuring Rihanna. And then we will be right back to discuss more of this on The Girlfriend Network. Hold that
1: thought,
5: Casey. Okay. Just gonna stop can't breathe, but I still fight, while well, I can fight, as long as the wrong feels right, it's like I'm in flight, high off a of love, drunk from my hate, it's like I'm and pain, I love but the more I suffer, I suffocate, right before I'm about to drown, she was suffering. Love
3: pain with my love. Through the depths of life, I hope that I rise above. Pulling me down so I take flight like a dove. From the dark times, I don't run, but fight through. Treating this mic like my glove. Roll with the punches, striking hearts with my words. Let the soul speak so it's never unheard. The poetry runs deep, the blood on the leaves
5: starts to turn. i vibe branches deep inside. I can feel emotions bottled up my rhymes. to me, me. me.
4: to me looking to do an internship at a radio station well we here at the Love Zone USA would like to hear from you we're looking for interns to assist in our production and marketing departments if you're interested email your resume to the love zone usa at gmail Again, that's the love zone USA at gmail.com. dot
2: Welcome back to the Girlfriend Network right here on the Love Zone USA. You are speaking with me, Karishma Nakone, and our special guest. He's basically our honorary co-host and my girlfriend network yes. <laughs> uh Casey. Casey, so you were gonna um, say a thought, so why don't you let us know what you were thinking about the shift in detention.
4: Yes, thank you guys, and uh, yeah, real quick, and uh, the one thing I want to say as far as like um, you know, when you guys mentioned it, as far as like you know, our Kelly, uh, you know, he he's uh, probably been uh, you know been my last bit, you know. Um, The only thing I can say about that is that, you know, if people go through some sort of trauma in their life, um, whether if they're, like, um, you know, molested, you have two outcomes. Either you didn't like that feeling and you would never want that to happen to anybody else. Or, you know, like, you don't, or something happens and you don't really get past it and you don't, I guess mature in the mind, and you know what, and you're not really understanding that it's wrong. You know what? You don't understand the difference between right and wrong. And I believe that, you know, Nicole, that even you mentioned that. Um, so I, I would say that, you know, if, if if somebody goes through a trauma like that, you know, like if it was me, you know, and they got to thank God it wasn't me. But you know, hopefully, you know what? Well, hopefully, I would never ever want to, you know, to, you know. To allow somebody else to go through that trauma that I've been through, and and just the last thing I um, um you know I want to touch on is that you know um you know Nikone you know what actually actually two more things real quick Nikone that you know what I think Nicole well really both of you guys Nikone I've seen you actively um, work with. Um, Young women that want to come through the model uh, through, through the modeling agency, uh, you know, through the modeling yeah. industry. You try yeah. to teach them the ropes so that they won't be taken advantage of. So right. you're not the, you're not the person that you know that would you know sit around allow something to happen. But wherever you can do something to make sure that people are protected and give them the guidance that they need. I've seen you do that, and you still do that today. Yes. You know what? Yes. And both of you. Yes. yes.
1: Good point, Casey, mm-hmm. and I want to expound upon that. He is so right because, I mean, guys, mm-hmm. this modeling and acting world, and I always talk about, I'm on the chitlin circuit. I'm, like, on the My. bottom rung of the ladder. And let me tell you, the stuff that I have seen is doggy dog. Like,
5: mm-hmm.
1: uh, some of these girls, they will do whatever to get that mediocre part in a video or be an extra in a movie. Like, it's ridiculous, and I'm just not that thirsty. And one thing that I have upheld, you know, to my own Mm -hmm. standard, and I'm very proud of it, I've never been on anyone's casting couch. I've never compromised my beliefs, my morals, or my body to get anywhere. And I can honestly say that anything that I've done within my career has definitely come from my hard work, and integrity. So with Casey saying all that, um, the one thing that I do when I have a young lady or a young man who typically they'll inbox me and say, hey, I want to do what you do. I want to be a model. Can you put me on to your ages? Can you tell me how to get started? Yada, yada, yada. Um, I first determine how serious they are, and usually I will do a sit-down. With Mm -hmm. that individual, and I say if they're under age, which is anybody under 18 in my opinion, you need to bring a parent to the meeting because this is something that you cannot do alone because it's a lot involved from you have to invest financially because you have to get photos and certain things that you need to be able to do these casting calls. Plus, you know, you have to run back and forth to the city where sometimes you may need help from a parent to get you there or to give you the money. But the most Mm -hmm. important thing, guys, you have to be mentally sound and you have to be strong and you have to be determined and you have to know who you are and not be broken. There have been so many people that have been broken by this industry because they don't care about you. They don't. Uh It's like, can you sell me that product? Um, Are you a good fit for this role? It's all about how much money can you make me? Like, I've been turned down because I was told my body isn't this way or my body isn't that way or I'm too old or I'm too young. So it's so important, you know, in this industry. Like, you definitely have to have a great sense of self. And, mm-hmm. you know, you you cannot be weak. You cannot be weak. And that's one of the things I worry about with these young ladies. Like, you can't go in here and just be willing to compromise your body, your morals, or whatever. Because a lot mm-hmm. of these girls, too, think that this stuff is going to happen overnight. Oh, just tell me who your agent is. I'm going to contact them, and they're going to make me a star. Honey, I've been doing this since I was, like, in my 20s, and... I am no spring chicken, and I'm still trying to, you know, climb that ladder. So, Casey, yes, you saying that um, is so, so relevant and so important. that's why, too, me as a parent and mentoring other young ladies, like, oh, I've never been that trusting of anyone. And I would never be just to take someone that I care about and put it in somebody else's, put them in someone's hands. And say, here,
0: you mentor them.
1: Like, I got to be there. I got to be a part of it. I got to know. I got to be that mama juror. I got to know what's going on. Any decisions that is made about my child is going to be a collective team. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. I,
2: well I just and no, Nicole, I yeah, and I definitely get that. I, I think that also people have to be wanting to do it for the right reasons. Um I think nowadays a lot of people don't it's you know, not like oh, I wanna act because I love acting or I wanna sing because I love singing. It's more just like I wanna be famous, anything to be yeah. well known. But we also have a caller on the line, um, Elizabeth, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi.
0: Welcome. Elizabeth. Welcome to the, to the show. Girlfriend Network. Hi. Come on. So
2: Elizabeth, how do you how do you feel about the topic? Do you have a question? Do you just have some comments for us. Well, I
0: have a comment and I have a question. I'm like, so listening um, to the two last speakers that was saying, and i was just gonna say that moon mm, week is now into an issue. It's, everything comes from the drama. Me coming from when I was young, being molested. It's more about. What's going to happen when you speak? It has a lot to do with it. It has to do with trusting someone around you that you can talk to. And, you know, not knowing the space that you're going to go to, you are going to listen to you. The people you're going to run to are going to believe you. It's a lot that comes with doing it. You know, these young ladies that were around R. Kelly, their parents had a be 100% responsible for whatever that was going on. And mind you, I haven't been really paying attention because it makes me uncomfortable coming from that mm-hmm. part when I was, you know, molested when I was young. So I have such an image with, even the people closer to you, you tell them to share them like I try to do and they don't believe you. So right. it's, it's, it's a sense mm-hmm. of drama, it's not weakness, we're more of you being afraid of what's going to happen. Um, so it right. The, so that did to me, somebody that was dear close to my family.
1: Okay. Right. Well, um, thank you, thank yes, you so for
2: much for that. being brave, like and telling us about it because I know it's something hard to talk about. And honestly, I'm, I, we're very proud of you. We're very happy that you know you're so brave and came online to speak about this. And I, I think exactly what you're saying is is true that there is a lot of fear and and shame around it where you know you don't know where to go because sometimes you don't know if that person is gonna believe you and trust you and, right. and help you get to that next step. And you're constantly having to relive it. And I think that it can be such a scary time because you don't want to go through that event back and back and back again. And
0: being a parent, me having, I had my daughter, like, for instance, when it happened to me, I was in my mm-hmm. 14 years old. I then not have my child when I was I'm about to be 17. So I ran be out of my house, running away from wherever I was at or not near the environment because that's like that has nothing to do with everything, you know. So it's every aspect, yes. I do do with a lot of people saying that the parents have a lot to do with it because as a mother having my daughter young, I now have, I'm 36 years old. My daughter graduated from, you know, a school, which is a small school, but the town that I come with, which is Patterson, it's not real, like, you know, it's not the best. Where it comes from home, and I protected my child, but I also make it uncomfortable where like you know you know you have to protect your body, it could be your uncle, it could be your grandpa, it could be your grandfather
5: exactly,
3: That's it could right. be anybody
0: near around you, and then whatever happens to you then, how you take it, it depends on your mind and your weak or. Whatever it's just not that like you're weak. It's just that you're scared, or you know right. you can't think that somebody's gonna shoot somebody like me. I thought about telling my uncle, but I'm like, damn, my uncle's gonna kill this person. Then I thought about like mm-hmm. at the age that I was at, it was a lot that I had to think about, you know. And I mm-hmm. suffered. And then when I did try to share with somebody, they pushed me off. So it just got me. To, like it got me. Now I'm able to talk about it. I just released my to my you know my boyfriend. You can say my mom. In the last month and a half, the last three months, so that's not wow. comfortable. So it's funny how you guys have that topic, and then the R Kelly thing came out.
5: So
1: I had to watch the R Kelly yeah.
0: thing. So it's yeah, it's,
1: you know, Elizabeth. Um, it's funny that you said that because that's one of the things that I was talking about. I don't know if you've been listening since the top of the show, but like me personally, I was saying because it's R Kelly and I like his music, and when all this stuff was coming out years ago. I kind of, like, dismissed it. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, you know, it's R. Kelly. It's whatever. I don't know if I can believe that or not believe it. You know, my mind just couldn't wrap my head around it. And I was saying until recently when I saw this documentary and I saw how vile he was, I was like, wow. Like, we collectively as a society, we really missed a mark on this man. So Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting that you said, because that was going to be my question for you, did you ever, you know, reveal to your family, you know, and what went I on? And you did. Mm-hmm. And
0: so what was, their, was reaction? their reaction? They, they like, They're like, no. And then it was the only thing. And I found out that my cousin, they were going through the same thing. So it was like, oh, my God. You know, and then. Since I come with it, it was uncomfortable. I cried. I wouldn't let
5: my mm-hmm. computers
0: around my, you know, that person nearby. But I told them that I was like, if you ever do it to anybody else, again, and I saw any kid that ever comes near you, I will make sure you go to jail. I will make sure that, you know, I find the person because you become a piece, And not only against, like, yourself, but you become like this, oh, my God, like, you become angry, become it's, it's a whole bunch of mixture that comes with it. But I think it works because it was really. It's not it's just me being an actor and even being a I get pushed out all of my man. I get to see that like, trying to be nasty. And I look at him because not for nothing, I don't want to see all man, but a man in power. I don't know what it is. I'm going to say 50% of the time it comes with that, with that nasty you know, perspective, like, so let's hide it, let's keep it, you know, I was one time tired because I didn't want to be in, I in an apartment at the landlord was a for me, and because I had my husband, boyfriend, he raised my friend, like, real shit that has happened to me, so it's like, right. you know, it's a lot of things as a single mother, or as a young mm-hmm. lady, in certain places that they take you when they know you're going to something you're poor, you don't have, you know, family, so back down, that shit comes. But a lot of you know, you're a woman, it happens to me all the time I'm with cops, it happens to me with teachers, it has happened to me with managers, it has to me with my
5: friends, and it's not like,
0: oh, it's just like you weak or in need, and sometimes you tell somebody, and a lot of men are fresh, are very fresh.
5: Right. When right,
0: Yeah. So now I have to show the society that, you know what, you mess with me, I'm coming for you. Yes. Or you're I'm right.
1: You're, to... you're absolutely right. And I agree with you because, you know what, for so long, men, because women, we don't speak out. We just take it and take it and take it. So I talked about when I was violated by an employer, I was in my early 20s, I didn't say anything, and this man knew I wasn't going to say anything. So, like, and for so long, I think the problem is men think that they could just do whatever the hell they want to do to yeah. us. Yeah, like, I was even talking about even in Hollywood, like you know, like these A-list actresses were being, you know, uh, molested and assaulted and so disrespected. So I'm just like these men. For some reason, a lot of not all men, not all men, but um, some not men all. just really think that they can do whatever the hell they want to do to us, and it, it's not right. But listen, we are so happy that you called in. We wish you well. I hope you get some help if you need it. Don't we'll ever be afraid to talk to a therapist. it is For this reason, once you set up your body and your mind, is do.
0: Wait a minute, you're breaking
1: up. You're breaking up. Talking the phone. Wait a minute, you're breaking up. It's staticky. Where are you? It's staticky.
0: For here now, I know I'm okay. Thank you for the and, yeah. offer. And it's not kind of bothering me. I, don't, I did for a long time, but once you tell the truth, it's a relief. You know
5: what I'm Absolutely. saying? Now, I think wow. to
0: me, maybe since it wasn't
5: consistent, but it was just
0: like, you know, sexually touching and that. People get traumatized because they you know you're getting some stuff. My was less. God, but not as God in the future, because I was, you know, I was lazy. I wasn't just any little bit of a tell me nothing, and I left my house because I was just so long, so I to, you know, be able to go to Thank you, and you, you know, it was very interesting, and I'm sure there's a lot of people, and especially here in our society, we've got to bring back that, um, and I'm sure yes. And make sure our counselors are trained because, you know, a lot of social and emotion, emotional learning is missing. And these are things that are happening every day in our household that yes, young is. ladies and boys are being molested.
3: Mm-hmm. And, you know,
0: and, and they can't handle it. So, you know, the help yeah. needs to be out there. So you guys have a yeah. good
1: long, God bless. And thank, thank you, me. Elizabeth. Thank you for calling no in. Thank you for being a friend to no. the show. We're going to keep you in You're our welcome. prayers. So You're welcome. Thank in. you.
4: Okay. All right. Take care. Hannah Cornell, if I could just chime in on the um, Yes. On, uh, on yes. A, on Elizabeth. Your final thought, Casey. We'll
1: let you have the final yeah. thought.
4: Okay, real quick. Um, Elizabeth, first, I just want to say, you know, uh, um, you know, I'm sorry that. Elizabeth is no longer this. with us. No, Elizabeth
1: no, 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 is not no. there. So just recap. You know, okay. All
4: right. Okay, okay. Well, I'm sorry that, you know, uh, that she and so many people have gone through yes. that. You know what she went through, and you know what I what you guys are doing, Nicole and Karishma, is having a platform so people can you know people can speak what they're going through because they might be afraid of going through other reasons. because this is a very big fight, and you guys already know. And you know what there yeah. have there are people on the Supreme Court that has been accused of sexual assault in corporate America in, in Yeah, so you guys are doing a very good job, and I and you know. And my, me personally, I appreciate that. It's probably so many people, though.
1: Yes.
2: Definitely. Um, thank you so much, Casey. And, you know, um, I, I want to thank uh, our amazing producers and, of course, my lovely co-host, Nicole um, for, you know, what Casey said. We're, we're, I'm so grateful to have a platform where we can speak about a variety of different topics and really bring um, light to a lot of the issues that are going on Um Today And I'm grateful for that And so um, thank you all for listening It was a wonderful show Um, Thank you Nicole. So until next time This is Karishma and Nicole Signing off on the Girlfriend Network Right here on the Love Zone USA And thank you again to our special caller And to Casey as well For joining in Um, We are going into our last song So everyone have a blessed week Um, It is Till It Happens To You by Lady Gaga